for joining us. I'm Jo from Atwell Solicitors and this is Abs from Keller Williams Estate Agents in Ipswich. We've just sort of come together today to have a, a brief conversation about the property market. So, so the first question is, is uh, what advice would you give first time buyers who are trying to get onto the property ladder? So this is a very difficult one, Matt. In, in the last couple of years, the government have been helping a lot of first time buyers. We've helped buy um really good saving schemes and like new builds people can buy at discount rate compared to someone that's already owning a home so my advice would be um to fix your finances first before you look at houses that you want to buy um you can do without a finance on a bmw or a mercedes for the first few years that's what held me back when i bought my house i could have bought I could have got more in terms of, um, you know, what the bank would offer me, but because I had a finance car, that held me back. Um, So I would tell a lot of first-time buyers and young people to make sure you fix your own financial security first before you look at buying houses. And once you've fixed your, your, you know, your finances, and you've got good credit rating, um, paying off your bills constantly, no no delayed payments um then i would say to look at houses in your area and trying to dream of what you can achieve yeah. and put some goals in place i think what you yeah, one of the things was speaking to a mortgage advisor was these regular payments and if you have regular payments you sign a contract even if it's for a mobile phone or yeah it, like you said car hire anything that you have to pay regularly they will discount from how much you can borrow. So that's a really important um, message. And um, the other thing is, yeah, like you've got, for a first time buyer, it's it's really hard because you don't have 30, 40,000 pounds just there sitting just for right. you to, as equity, yeah. to, to buy another house. So you've got to get yourself from, I don't know, stage one, which is zero pounds, to yeah. that lump sum of money for in order for you to buy a house. and. Not everybody buys a new house. Every a lot of people buy, you know, built houses from hundred years ago or fifty year houses. So it's not brand new houses people are buying. You've got to shop around with your mortgage brokers as well. Yeah. Um, because there is a lot of offers to be had, and if you don't shop around, then like like anything, you're not going to save money. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to get the best deal. What's your um, so? What's your opinion on shared ownerships? Shared ownership is um, is buying a property. Normally, it's a a, a flat or an apartment um, where you you own a percentage of the property. So you don't own it all. You own say twenty five percent or forty percent. So typically, you own a percentage, um, and you have a mortgage on that percentage, and then you pay rent on the remaining to the landlord or the person that owns um, the lease. So this is typically like a housing association type of um, organisation. So you have two payments associated with um, housing association property or shared ownership property, rather. And what you can do is you can do something called laddering. So say you own, you, you buy off at uh, 25% and you've got a 25% ownership of the property. You can, at some stage, increase that in increments. I believe it's 10%. It may have been reduced now. So then you can go up to 35%. You gra- that's how you gradually own it I, I personally quite rate them but i know some people don't so what's your opinion on that okay so it's it's a great way to enter the property market no doubt um if you're paying 
rent on a normal, I don't know, for example, as a family, you're paying in Ipswich around eight fifty, nine hundred pounds a month on a on a house. Whereas a mortgage payment would be considerably less. So that difference in in savings will help your family to have a better quality of life. So it it, it all depends on each person's circumstances. Our second question is um, how can people trying to sell their property create more interest? Simple things like staging your home, um, get rid of all the clutter in pictures to make sure your, your property feels fresh and someone can actually dream of being in your house rather than seeing your, I don't know, uh, shampoo bottles, what shampoo you uses, or I don't know, uh, games consoles and stuff like that. So it is really important to make sure your house looks perfect. Um, I've been trying to sell my home now for a couple of months. It's really hard to keep it clean. <laughs> if you can create like a, a space where it's almost neutral so people can imagine yeah. themselves there, then for me, I think that's, a, that's some sort of the best tip I can offer. Maybe it's good if you tell one of your friends, that's very honest, to walk in with you through your house and see what you can change. Um, things like putting a fragrance on while someone's in, putting the radiators on so it's, it's cosy, it doesn't feel cold. And that, and that person wants to be inside the house a bit longer and making them feel welcome. Um, if you're selling a house and you want to make a lot like, you don't want to get loads of undervalued offers, just paint your front door. Um, make sure your, your hallway is painted. The next you know? question is, um, how can sellers and buyers speed up the moving process? This is probably really good at the moment because of the stamp duty holiday, but we'll, we'll go on to yeah. that later. But how do you, how would you say, well, what can you do to speed up? I, I know from a legal perspective, and I can come up with some answers in a minute, but what, what would you say from an estate agent perspective? It's really, really important for you to choose your conveyancer and a competent conveyancer. People like a law firm that will actually do the work properly and on time rather than um, make sure you've done your gas certificate safety on your on your boiler. Make sure all your things are, are up to date in terms of well, electrics and plumbing and all those kind of things. Literally just get in your house in order uh, before you sell. So um, Move Ready allows you to get a head start on your conveyancing basically. Um, it allows you to get a lot of the documentation which has been talking about done. So I've done this because I'm in the process of selling my house. And so for me, all the certificates, the services on my bylaw, um, double glazing, my extension I had done, all these different things have been signed off and my conveyancer has all these certificates now. They're, they're done. We've also gone through some of the basic searches and things that are required. So when I do get a buyer, I'd say about 50%, if not more, of my conveyancing is now done. Um, so that speeds up the transaction. There's so much you can actually do. And also as well, if you're doing it before you've actually got a, a buyer, like I have, I found it gave me some time. So I did have time to book in um, a, a plumber, for example, to get my buyer serviced, which was really, which was really important. And then it just adds that um, layer of confidence to the person who's going to purchase your home. Actually, yeah, you've got everything in order and it does speed up the process significantly. So that's what we do. And again, for offer ready, I, I just feel this is a service that's probably underrated. But to have, if you're a first time buyer, to have someone who's a property expert yeah. from a legal perspective just to speak to, he's not got any vested interests on what property you buy, 
She has to pick up the phone to him and say, do you know what? I'm confused by this. I don't know what they meant by this. I, I just think it's just golden. It's fantastic. So yeah, it's amazing. So. Yeah, have a look at Offer Ready. Obviously, second time buyers, do look at Move Ready too, because it can speed up your conversing significantly. There was so many things I just didn't think of, and I got, I work in the industry, and I didn't think of it. So yeah, Move Ready, yeah. I can't speak highly enough of it. If you're moving, I'd yeah, just I'd, the best thing I'd do, so I'd definitely recommend it. Go and do it. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> right. So um, the next question is, what do you think will happen to the property market if the stamp duty holiday is not extended? I think the the main issue is we, as a country, the coronavirus the, it has put us into a massive kind of debt or and a black hole in that in terms of our finances. Mm-hmm. So, is it worthwhile for the government to give more tax breaks to people that are moving or concentrate funds towards? helping other people because it is the allocation of our budget really at the end of the day. So I, for me, I feel like what's going to happen is we're not going to extend the stamp duty, um, but we are looking towards kind of a price drop next year after stamp duty kind of finishes. The issue is for us now is there's a lot of people losing their jobs. If they extend it, that's great. That's amazing. And we've seen loads of activity, pent up demand, and people that necessarily wouldn't have moved are, mo- are now moving. Yeah. Uh, and it has helped a lot of people out. But in the long run, as a country, I think it will be wrong for us to extend the stamp duty because it will create more debt. I think it's a difficult one. All, all these things, I'm really glad that I'm not the one making the decisions. I, I do feel that. The stamp duty has been really beneficial for people, especially, you know, second time buyers, because obviously, you know, stamp duty is a big factor, especially if you've got a young family. Yes. So, so in Ipswich currently, we have around 870 houses that are on sale below £500,000. Mm-hmm. And there's around 60 houses on sale above 600k. The One of the things that we've, we've seen is people wanting... Um, places to work from home from office space yeah on to our next question what would you, what would your advice be um second time buyers moving in 2021 so uh, i'm guessing that well, might the stamp duty you've missed maybe maybe not well, maybe, maybe not. well the, the, these next two months like january and february is probably the most crucial time in order to sell your house to save money for the stamp duty, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we we are expecting to have a massive boom in terms of stagents these next month because people are trying to save money for their stamp duty and downsize as quickly as possible. So if you can get a good deal for your money and you get offers, I would say sell your house and then and then buy something before the stamp duty, you know, yeah. goes. But let's say you've missed that boat and now you're like oh what do I do um we can it's really difficult because at the moment people are going to be selling their houses like hotcakes mm-hmm. and they'll take what most likely an offer that's probably below market in order to save some money down the line whereas if you've missed the stamp duty cut off and the economy does go downhill a bit then 
I would say to improve your house in terms of furnishing, painter in order to create more kind of um, vibe and increase the property value and look look at still buying selling and buying because why, why should you let the economy judge what you want to do like if you want to move houses people have moved houses before the yeah. stamp people. Yeah. so why, it's a natural cycle if you want to move you move like why should you let the tax or the economy ruin well, for, for me, again, from my perspective, this is like a um, supply and demand kind of issue for me. So at the moment, there's lots of demand and there's lots of supply. So then the price falls. When yeah. there's, there's less supply, the price goes up. I guess the question is, will, will demand be there? But I wouldn't necessarily be, I wouldn't necessarily shy away. If I missed the boat, I wouldn't necessarily shy away if I was a second time buyer from doing it. Yeah. The important things for me would be to maybe look at the area. Um, I know a lot of um, parents are concerned about schools and how the schools are performing. Um, for me, um, an old older mother here, I'd be less concerned about that just because schools tend to fluctuate. So we've got a school around here that's not doing so great, but used to be doing really great, and one that wasn't doing so great, but now is doing really well. And so in my, in my many years, I've noticed this. There's a pattern where the schools fluctuate and they more or less even out over time. And ultimately, it's more about the student than it is the school yeah. these cases. So I would kind of look at, from my perspective, the area because ultimately your child's only going to be at that school for a certain period of time, whereas you may be living there, you know, 10, 15 plus years or, or whatever, maybe for the rest of your life. What's the area like? So I'd look at that and what facilities are, are, are local to that area. Um, also as well, I should probably add in a note here that in, in terms of a legal perspective now, if you're trying to move forward the stamp duty deadline, no legal firm can actually guarantee you that, regardless of what they say. The, the, the reason for that is um, the searches and a lot of the um, third party elements that we have to do as conventors. Yeah. I say we, I'm not a conventor. Um, so they're taking longer because there's so many people trying to do it. And obviously COVID, so they're not fully staffed either, the issues around that. So in terms of giving advice for 2021, I would be really careful if someone promised you that they could move you before the deadline. I mean, I think in terms of our firm, obviously we're trying to move as many people as, as possible, and that's definitely, you know, we, we obviously understand that importance. But equally, I think buyers especially if you're coming into the market or selling your house and you haven't done like anything like move ready and you're now entering the property arena sort of january time yeah. you've only really got a two month window there. that's only eight weeks eight weeks is probably our best conveyancing time um could possibly do it but again it would depend on things like your chain and it depend on on third party so for example Again, going back to the jargon fruit promise, a chain is how many people are in the buying process. So the best way to explain this is if I'm, I'm selling my house and the people that are buying my house are selling a house too, then the person who's buying their house is a first-time buyer. Well, that's part of my chain so we've got like for the first time buyer to get the mortgage to buy that house to then raise the funds so they can buy my house and then i could be 
buying a house of someone who's also buying a house of someone. So then yeah. you potentially have five or six different people in the chain. So when we talk about the length of the chain, it's very important in terms of length of conveyancing. If you're lucky and say, the person who's buying my house is a first time buyer and I'm then buying a house which has got no one on the chain because maybe the property's been sold because of probate, which is a house being sold after someone has um, sadly passed away, then that chain's very small. So that is a lot less work. Therefore, you may have an opportunity then to do it. But I would be very mindful of people that, again, promise you that they can do it for the deadline because ultimately yeah. it's not in their control. And we do have disclaimers out in our emails currently that's saying that because we don't want to be giving our clients false hope, trying to be realistic. No. But again, if, you, if you're trying to move and you want to move, I imagine you're doing it for reasons beyond the two or three thousand pound or maybe more depending on how big your house is and how much it's worth tax rate you're going to get i should imagine that was an incentive and a cherry on top of the proverbial cake but it wasn't you know the, the main reason so that'd be my advice and you've got to think also like you know you're talking about there's loads of houses in the market in terms of demand um Compared to this time last year, a semi-detached house in the IP4 area used to go around 290000 They're selling for 237000 at the moment. So this time last year, you can see the difference in terms of how much the price has dropped. Yeah. Although there is a lot of demand and houses are selling, but they're not selling as high because on the same street, you've got three houses for sale near each other. That's how it is now. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So as a buyer, you've got more kind of, um, should we say, choice? Mm. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Like, you've explained it perfectly really well, to be fair. It's just, I think you've got to be cautious as, as promises from estate agents. People, estate agents aren't miracle workers or they're not magicians. They're not going to get you, they're not going to make you beat your stamp duty um, holiday. They're here to do marketing, technically. So it's, it's really important you choose in the stage and where they're competent and they are enthusiastic in, in terms of selling your house another important thing is if you if your house is on the market and you get an offer make sure please please make sure the person that's putting an offer can actually afford to buy your house and they they have mortgages in, on the table because you don't want to go down okay i've got an offer three weeks later sorry they don't meet financial checks or they don't have enough mortgage to to buy the house so i would i would strongly recommend to let your estate know um that can you make sure this person is able to afford like i i do it myself when someone puts an offer in i make sure they can afford to buy the house before anything goes in further so it doesn't waste anyone's time i think um a few do now i also found that some have quite um stringent criteria about viewing them too so that they want you to have sold your house before you view them i'm wondering if yeah. that's with covid um sort of reducing the amount of um sort of risk there I'm, I'm not sure but yeah certainly i've heard that's in place and for you know people that are thinking about buying and selling you need to really you know consider consider yeah. that point it's very important because that can be a factor in terms of time wasting can which yeah. Times of the essence in conveyancing. So yeah, be be wary of that. Um, yeah, so I think that's that's all the questions we have. Thank you for for joining me, and I hope that we didn't do too much of an experience here.